0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to DCOM Central, where two childhood best friends review, reflect, and poke fun at the Disney Channel original movies that they grew up with. And maybe more recent ones, but who knows how far we'll go.
1: Michael, you got an animated movie last week, and I couldn't let you do Kim Possible, so the drama that released April 8th, 2005. So I gave in, and I did an animated movie this week. So much as I hate animation now, I loved Kim Possible as a kid, and therefore, you cannot have that. It was a great role model to have for a nine-year-old, because that's how old I was when this movie came out. <laughs> so, I just thought Kim was so cool and inspiring.
0: Yeah, you were very protective of her. Uh, when I was talking about maybe getting an animated movie in there, you had to call your dibs real quick.
1: Of course. I mean you dibs Phineas and Ferb, I got to dibs Kim Possible. I mean
0: That's true. You
1: did not have the Game Boy Advance game of Kim Possible that I had.
0: I certainly didn't, but I did have every McDonald's toy when the Kim Possible movie came out. Uh so
1: I had the toys too, even though McDonald's made me very sick.
0: Uh oh. Yeah, I, I remember my favorite one was there was a helicopter with Doctor Draken and if you pulled the string on the bottom it made the rotors on the helicopter spin.
1: My favorite one was the one where it, uh, <laughs> if you press the button, Ron's pants would fall off because. Oh my
0: God! Yeah, he fired the gun and his pants fell yeah, off. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I probably still have that one somewhere. Oh one my somewhere God! To... I
0: have, I have both of them in this house somewhere. I swear, I'm gonna find them. Yes. Well, before we get those, uh, get into this review, you want to hear my little little plot summary here, Kelly?
1: Yeah, fire away. And remember, I'll be very critical of it because I. I think of this TV show and movie very dearly.
0: Folks, call me, beep me, do whatever you gotta do to get me over, because this is Kim Possible, so the drama. In this film, we see our teenage crime fighter taking on the evil Dr. Drakken once again in his exploits to take over the world. But this time, Kelly, Kimmy's got a new sitch. Finding a date to prom. Is it no big Shouldn't be because, as we all know, anything is possible for a possible. Kelly, I'm getting way too excited. Give me those fun facts.
1: All right. Well, I'm gonna start off with something that you inspired from me. Oh. Last week, you were really shocked that Phineas and Ferb was a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. So, and because of how much you hated Avalon High, I really wanted to like you know do a deep dive and check track all the ratings of all the T-coms.
0: All right, all right. I'm here for it.
1: There were a couple movies that had 100% like Phineas and Ferb. Unfortunately, one of them is the Kim Possible live-action remake. Which How? We are not going to be reviewing because it is absolutely trash. So these are all DCOMs. They're Disney Channel original movies, TV movies. They don't have a lot of critical reviews or ratings.
0: Understandable, understandable.
1: Only. A handful of them, the really popular ones, like the Cheetah Girls and High School Musical, have actual critic scores on the Rotten Tomatoes. Um, most of them are just, like, audience scores, right? And people who are, I guess, credible enough to mit- leave a review.
0: Do you think we'll get up there one day, Kelly?
1: That would be great if they wanna connect to our letterbox accounts.
0: I'd like to be.
1: So it's not, like, 100% accurate, but, I mean, it's, so so whoever rated Kim Possible. I don't know. I don't know. Woo! Because this Kim Possible is, um... Seventy-four on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: I don't under I, I don't understand what they could possibly take off.
1: The Kim Possible live action only had six ratings, and they equaled that one hundred percent. So, but the audience score of Kim Possible live action is twenty-nine percent with two hundred and fifty ratings.
0: Wow, what a disparity there!
1: Again, so 74% for Kim Possible, so the drama, which is the movie we're doing. It's the audience score. There is no critic score. And that's out of 5,000 ratings.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. So we
1: clearly know which one is the one that is the best.
0: I, I agree. By my analysis. I agree.
1: But out of like the 100 plus DCOMs, the average rating is 60%.
0: Okay. So above average here.
1: Do you know what the lowest rating is?
0: Oh, there's got to be a flat-out 5%.
1: Actually, no. The lowest rating's 37%.
0: No, good for them. And
1: do you know what movie got that?
0: <sighs> Kelly, <laughs> this has got to be one of those times where you're about to tell me it's one of my favorite movies. So, just, just tell me it's Can of Worms already.
1: It's Can of Worms already.
0: God dang. Y'all sleeping on Can of Worms. Can of Worms is great.
1: Remember that when you uh, brutally attack Avalon High.
0: I'm going back to Can of Worms. I'm going to watch that every night before I'm going to watch Avalon High again. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. At least Can of Worms doesn't start with a dream sequence. It does start a little (laughs) bit ahead of itself, but it doesn't start with a dream sequence.
1: Whatever. But anyway, the other ones that are 100% are Zombies 2, which came out semi-recently.
0: What in the heck is Zombies?
1: The zom- it's the newer DCOMs.
0: I didn't even know there was Zombies 1. It's now there's musical. two of them?
1: It's a musical. I saw Zombies 1. Oh, on
0: the trash.
1: It's it's pretty... Oh, intense. sweet garbage. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Uh, also, The Color of Friendship. So that one, that one That's I agree good. with. That's a
0: good one. I like that one.
1: So yeah, just that, Phineas, and Ferb. And Kim possible the live action, absolutely not.
0: Well, thanks for that, that hard-hitting research there, Kelly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Back to the regularly scheduled fun facts. <laughs> the 56d com. as i said uh very briefly in the beginning this came out in 2005 which really shocked me we just did you know if it needs 2011 even though you believed it was 2012 for a while after i said it so many times it was 2011
0: times just a social construct kelly all right
1: <laughs> um but i was really shocked this is 2005 because i was like wow it was that long ago like, wow that's just that was just wow to me
0: i mean this is one of those few times I just remember this movie coming out and how hype I was when it did yes. come out. This was one of those great decom moments.
1: Yes, I was very excited for this because I was a huge fan of the show and I loved I loved this movie as a kid. Ah, uh, this was also the first animated decom.
0: Oh, good for them! Mm-hmm. I mean, the best animated show on Disney Channel definitely deserved a movie send off.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the film was actually intended to be the series finale, but disney channel ended up renewing the series for the fourth season oh yeah i'm gonna go back and try try to watch fourth season i tried to i watched the first season but it was really rough me and animation just uh really can't it, it was hard
0: <laughs> yeah it, it's it's really it's shocking to me every time because you know you you the, these movies are very good you just don't like the animation
1: yep i hate animation. Also the original title of this movie was Day of the Diablos because of the little I Diablos.
0: hate that never say it again.
1: I prefer Kim Possible solo the drama.
0: Yeah, this is better.
1: <laughs> also, this is pretty funny. Um so you know, the ending of the movie was pretty dramatic and they actually had to add a scene after the original cut of the movie. Uh so the scene where Drake where Doctor Draken and Shigo are being loaded into a prison van was actually added in post production because test audience thought that Kim killed them.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Well, the way that Shigo goes out, yeah, I'd believe that.
1: Yeah, they they well, specifically thought that Kim had killed Shigo. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Shigo looked dead as a <laughs> doornail.
1: So <laughs> I'm glad they added that in, so nine year old me wouldn't have been like, wait, did Kim just murder someone?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'll take that as a worthy addition to this film.
1: Yes. Also, for those of you who are not really familiar with Kim Possible, this is also another like Disney Channel alumni like masterpiece with the cast.
0: Oh my God! Yes, Kelly, give it to us.
1: Christy Carlson Romano is Kim Possible. You know. Oh yeah, she is. Ren Stevens, uh, Cadet Kelly.
0: Happy to have Raven
1: her. Simone is Monique. Oh yes. And some these are two I did not know as a kid. And oh. when I found out, I could only hear them.
0: Absolutely.
1: Kirsten Storms is uh
0: Bonnie. I did not know that. That's a new one.
1: And Ricky Ullman, Phil of the Future, is Eric.
0: That's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, there's also a lot of other Disney Channel alumni. But those are like the main ones that stood out to me.
0: Yeah, that's actually kind of like... It's the same thing with Phineas and Ferb it's like okay once your live action show is done let's put you let's put you on an animated one you know well we'll keep you in the Disney family just not show your face anymore <laughs> Yeah it's a re- it's a regular who's who of Disney Channel back in 2005 Kelly I mean it's just it's just a testament to how much attention to detail they'd put into these old animated shows they don't they don't do that so much anymore
1: There's attention to detail and there's not and I have th- I have thoughts about Camp possible Oh no. So, I need to get to those thoughts.
0: Yeah, give me those thoughts, Kelly. Thanks for the fun facts.
1: What would you do without them? Not have fun?
0: It's not as much fun without the facts, Kelly, I gotta say.
1: (laughs) We begin with floats floating overhead in Tokyo, Japan. Well, I I assume it's Tokyo.
0: Sure looks like it.
1: As world-famous Japanese developer Nakasumi-san and translator wave to the crowd. (laughs) Shigo flies overhead releasing smoke bombs so that evil ninjas can swarm Nakasumi-san and translator. But never fear! Kim Possible is here. (laughs) She jumps out of a float and starts beating up the ninjas. They even have some kind of flaming lightsabers that they use against her, as Ron Stoppable struggles to make his way out of the float. Once he punches his way out, a sumo ninja grabs him, but his trusty naked mole rat, Rufus, distracts him so Ron can get away.
0: I just think it's funny how they were just sitting inside of a balloon for, I presume, like an hour and a half before those ninjas attacked.
1: Yeah, like... Should they be like high off helium or something?
0: I don't know, but it seems like fun. I want to go.
1: Yeah. Also, again, if anyone's not familiar with Kim Possible, she's like a high school junior or senior, and so is Ron. (laughs) And they're fighting, I don't know, like adult ninjas.
0: How do they get these jobs? Is it a job? Are they self employed? I never understood that. Is there some sort of agency like Perry the Platypuses that that like governs them?
1: I don't think she gets paid because she was saying she needed babysitting money before, which indicates that she's like
0: she's volunteering.
1: It's like you know, in uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier, when they're like, "Hey, do you get paid or like <laughs> for fighting all these aliens?" Like, not really.
0: A philanthropist, Kelly.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. So the fight is quickly over after the sumo ninja dude falls, and of course, Ron has to give him a wedgie because this is a kid's movie.
0: For good measure.
1: Kim then goes after a flying Shigo, who grabbed hold of Nakasumi-san with a grappling hook on her jet. With the help of Wade, Kim is able to navigate through some tough turns as she literally dangles from a wire from a grappling hook with Nakasumi-san. Then, Wade patches Monique through on the communicator because, well, she has some really important information that absolutely cannot wait. Bonnie and Bricker are back on again. How annoying. Oh. It's like they're meant for each other at
0: this point. Will they? Won't <laughs> they? Come on.
1: Whoops. Well, gotta get back to crime fighting action stuff because Ron's blaster briefs are malfunctioning again and now he's pantsless shooting up around the sky, hitting Kim and knocking her and Nakasumi-san off the grappler hook thingy, and now they are plummeting towards the earth. This is not Kim's first rodeo, though, because she's able to safely get them all back on the ground. Michael yes now it's time for the spy theme intro credits that really amazed me as a kid and still just wowed me today i mean like i thought this was the coolest intro theme ever with all the silhouettes like the remix of the show's intro song and everything it was just so like james bondish and oh my like, god Pink panther it's probably better animation than the, than the entire movie in my opinion as well but it was just It was so cool. made me so happy.
0: The new theme, I love it. And you're absolutely right. Just way to set the tone like this. You know, you're used to the show. Yeah, the animation is exactly the same as the show. But let's tell you that this is something new. This is something special. We're celebrating what you've already been a fan of. I loved this intro scene. Or this intro sequence, rather.
1: Yeah. It just... I want to watch it again right now. (laughs) I agree. Anyway, on nakasumi son's jet back to middleton Nakasumi's son reveals he actually speaks fluent english but as a translator because he enjoys whispering to her oh rich people
0: you know it's the small joys in life
1: at first i was like i was about to write a comment about how whenever kim says something to him the translator doesn't say anything she just immediately gets whispered to <laughs> by nakasumi son. i was like so he understands English, but he won't speak it and then he said that and i was like oh okay
0: my goodness yeah, I mean, you know, it it it's not impossible to believe, but now I understand.
1: After parachuting back home because they don't want to wait to land at the airport, we cut to the possible household where both her, pa- where both her doctor parents are getting ready for work. Now this is wild, Michael. Not only do we have two parents in this decom, but we have two doctor parents—a rocket scientist and a brain surgeon. They gave the mom a real job.
0: That's a power couple right there, Kelly.
1: That is true. Like that made me so happy as a kid that they're both doctors, just like my parents are both nurses. And you will soon be a doctor. <laughs> just we haven't seen a lot of like big jobs like that in a while.
0: We stand boss parents, Kelly.
1: You know, either don't know what they do, or they do something just very generic,
0: or That's they're just true. a
1: stay-at-home mom or something.
0: That's true. Yeah, I always liked their. I like. I always liked Kim Possible's parents.
1: They're great. Also. I can't keep going on without talking about how primitive the animation the house is and how it bothers me, Michael. Oh no. Like how how undefined the walls are and when Kim comes in to grab cereal there are no labels and it comes out as mush.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: It really makes me shiver now that I can see it with my new eyes and not my nine year old primitive eyes. With your
0: new eyes. Look at this movie with your new eyes, Kelly.
1: Also Kim's twin brothers, Jim and Tim, are drawn exactly the same and they just have different color shirts.
0: <laughs> oh, Kelly. I I mean, I guess it, for me, I think there's just a certain suspension of disbelief that I go into every movie with, which is why I guess I just like movies in general. But I think when it comes to animated movies, that suspension of disbelief just gets amped up to like 11. <laughs> so things like that don't necessarily bother me so i think it's like that otherworldly kind of stuff that gets to me like we said in the last episode with the other dimensions and phineas and ferb like that kind of stuff bothers me but everyday kind of stuff where they you know if if you take off the label on the cereal box i'm not even gonna notice that
1: no it's just that they were just like squares it was just squares
0: (laughs) i'm sorry shapes bother you
1: it was it was 2d it, it was just 2d and it was weird
0: no i completely kelly i understand i, had I like, understand completely try
1: not to look too hard just focus on the, the characters the characters are fine it's everything in the background that freaks me out and normally i want to look in the background for any mistakes or anything funny and i'm like i can't look at the background anymore
0: i get it no i i, I agree because like there's certain animation that i don't like either if i can't get behind the animation i'm not gonna like the show so I, I understand how it is. Like, if you think the animation is just too much to get by, that's fine.
1: Yeah. Anyway, exterior. Snowy-covered secret lair, day. Shiko flies back into the secret lair that, is literally a, that literally has a sign outside that says secret lair. We hear Dr. Drakken say, you have failed me for the last time. But, you know, he doesn't really mean it. He's just dramatic and now wants to know if she thinks he's evil. But Shiko reluctantly says, yes, you're very evil.
0: <laughs> I love Shigo.
1: He then takes her on a tour of his torture ideas, ending with a display of the female teenage mind in an attempt to get inside the mind of his arch nemesis, Kim Possible. Smart. Speaking of, we cut to Kim Possible and cheer practice. Bonnie's talking about how important it is to find the right date to prom, and now Kim is starting to worry about something other than crime fighting. Commercial fate to Black and. Kim and Monique are at the famous Bueno Nacho, as Kim continues to stress about a date because all her public crime fighting is making her look weird to guys. Monique comes in with this great line. Kim, you're a strong, independent woman. Anyone afraid of that is not worth your time.
0: Hell yeah, Monique. Speak your truth. Tell us.
1: What a great friend, Michael. But- I love it. Kim still worries she will get stuck with Ron as just a friend.
0: Oh, come on. Cut Ron some slack. I mean, once you get over his voice, he's a pretty cool dude. I mean, I want to hang out at Bueno Nacho just like he does.
1: It's the spot. Meanwhile, Ron is trying to order nachos, but is perturbed to find out the classic nacho night promotion is over because Bueno Nacho was bought out by new management.
0: What's next, Kelly? Kids meals?
1: Yeah. Life as we know it has changed forever, Michael. Ugh. Ugh.
0: Uh, this is not over dramatic at all i completely understand when they took the loaded potato soft taco or the loaded potato griller off of the taco bell menu i nearly started a riot
1: i don't go out to eat enough to like really be upset by anything (laughs) i just really want a blaze pizza that's not 20 minutes
0: away I, I'm actually kind of upset about the list of things that I'm sad that they took off of my favorite restaurant's menus. I could go on and on for hours about it.
1: <laughs> so sad.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying the world is out to get me, but it's what it feels like.
1: Probably. Anyway, Wade dings in to alert that Draken has been spotted in the Bermuda Triangle. So naturally, we cut to the Bermuda Triangle or to a hotel there with a triangle-shaped sign.
0: That's that was a h- hilarious visual gag.
1: Yeah, Draco and Chigo are all dressed up and looking for Big Daddy Brotherson because, again, Whoa. in case you forgot, we're still watching a kids' movie.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Kim, Ron, and Rufus soon arrive via scuba and change into dress attire underneath their scuba suits. Even Rufus has a cute little tux, and that, that was just that was fun.
0: Rufus. One of the best characters on a Disney Channel show ever.
1: He's the real sidekick.
0: Truly. Arguably more more useful than Ron at most points.
1: Yeah, but it's really useful to be, to be that small.
0: That's true. That's true. Come on, Ron.
1: <laughs> so, Dr. Drakken has a few failed attempts of trading information with Big Daddy. While Kim and Chigo get into one of their little fights, typical, Big Daddy finally reveals that Doctor James Timothy Possible is the only one who has cracked Cybertronic technology, so that is who he was looking for for his next big plan. So wait, so like, Kim Possible's parents named their twin sons after both of the father's first and middle names?
0: Ego much, huh?
1: What an odd choice. I didn't. I don't remember if I. I don't remember if I made that connection when I was a kid, but I'm making it now. And wow. <laughs>
0: I know for a fact I never did as a kid, so thank you for letting me know. This is the first I've heard of it.
1: Yeah, I I watched the subtitles, so just seeing that, I was like, wait.
0: Oh, me too. I just don't have the uh, mental capacity to remember what Kim Possible's little brother's names
1: are. Uh, Yes, I I understand. So anyway, Draken and Chigo escape, and we cut to some other day at school. Kim opens her locker, and you can see... She has Shigo and Draken's mug shots taped onto her locker door for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I noticed the Shigo one. It kinda made me laugh. I was like, ah, remember what you do it for.
1: <laughs> I know, so again, the animation's just really bad. Yeah. So she looks around longingly at all the couples when Ron shows up. He notices she's sad and thinks it's his fault for letting Drake for letting Shigo and Draken get away again. But not quite, bro.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: She don't care about that. Back at home, Kim goes up to her dad in an attempt to talk about boys and dating. Yikes! Dad freaks out and calls mom at work to talk to yeah, her instead. Better,
0: better odds, but I mean, mom's a little busy.
1: Yeah, Kim goes on a rant to mom about how she's gonna end up with Ron and she doesn't want and she doesn't want to. Mom thinks Ron's a nice guy, and oh, it turns out she has Kim on speakerphone in the middle of performing brain surgery with her staff.
0: <laughs> That's a bit a risky.
1: Yeah, she just to hang up because the patient's heart rate drops. Whoops! The next day, or what appears to be the next day later, Ron is trying to park his motor scooter when he accidentally gets cut off by a way cooler looking guy in a motorbike, Eric. Whoa now. It's not like a motorcycle, but it's just like a way better version of what Ron
0: has. And that's how you know he's cool.
1: Yeah. They start to bond over naked mole rats and bikes, and Ron shows Eric around. You know, Ron likes this guy. He shows Eric around. They get food at the cafeteria together. And I thought they were getting breakfast together since school just started. But Ron is ordering risotto. So I guess it's just lunch now.
0: Maybe it's breakfast risotto.
1: Everyone was eating lunch.
0: (laughs) Uh, I've never enjoyed a risotto, so I don't even know if breakfast risotto exists. But now it seems like a good idea. I might might do a little restaurant Mm -hmm. venture here.
1: I don't like risotto.
0: I never tried it. I think there's mushrooms involved, which means it's a no-go for me. Yeah, there is. No-go on the risotto.
1: Yeah. Ron introduces Eric to Kim, and both of them are just immediately swoon for each other. Ron starts to get a bit jealous and brags about knowing Kim since pre-K. Wow. The sadness continues as we get a montage of Eric and Kim's relationship growing as Ron is in the background looking sad as the sad song plays.
0: No, you got a feel for our boy Ron here, Kelly.
1: Oh, I do. Then while Ron sulks around a family dinner where Eric is also attending, (laughs) Dr. Draken kidnaps Dr. Dad Possible because he's actually not there. He's at work. Luckily, there are no hard feelings between the crime-fighting friends because when Kim finds out her dad was kidnapped, Ron is there to help go get him. Nice. So he can be all like sad boy, but when duty calls, duty calls
0: duty indeed.
1: Back at the secret lair, they find Dr. Possible tied to rope, being lowered down to a tank with an angry octopus, because Dr. Draken be evil.
0: Oh no. Yeah, that's how you know. He's got a giant octopus, so he's evil.
1: Mm-hmm. They rescue Dad, and he can't seem to remember what happened. Something's definitely fishy, because Dr. Draken did not just put Dr. Dad in danger <laughs> when he previously mentioned he needed his brain. Uh-oh. Even Shigo wants to know what the big plan is, but Draken doesn't want to tell her. (laughs) He's having too much fun with with this thinking he's an evil genius and he did just buy out of business. So he's just like in such a good mood. What business could that be, Michael?
0: What indeed?
1: I'm pretty sure it's Bueno Nacho because we see news coverage of many different Bueno Nachos being swarmed with people running out with the new branded toy Little Diablo. Which for those who don't know is a ripoff lookalike of Nakasumi-san's toys. Which Dr. Dragon was trying to do.
0: Yeah, but he's so cute. I would have run to my local Taco Bell to get one of them bad boys.
1: Okay, okay. Bononacho going through all these changes and being crowded all the time further upsets Ron. He basically... And he has a freak out on TV.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not a good look for our boy Ron.
1: No, it's hard for him right now. He's got a lot going on. Yeah. Kim finds him in their old treehouse sulking once more and tries to cheer him up. But then thinks something else is bothering him, a.k.a. Eric. She reassures him they will always be tight, and then Eric shows up.
0: How bad did you want to go in that treehouse, though? Pretty bad. Yeah, it it looked pretty sweet.
1: I've always wanted a treehouse, but we've never had trees that we could do that.
0: Yeah, let alone a house, Kelly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Eric's not allowed up in the treehouse, so Kim walks home with him. Instead, Instead of continuing to console her best friend, she's like, oh, my boyfriend's here gotta go
0: sorry Even though my bye. boyfriend is the problem <laughs> <laughs> lo and behold maybe ron was on to something maybe something i always appreciated in this scene though was in the in the in the treehouse, is a picture of a young kim and ron i just like that kind of stuff in an animated movie because you know the characters don't age so it's nice to look you know get a little get a little view into the past oh a little, little peek behind the curtains.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay. Pretty sure it was terrible animation. I was trying not to look at it too much.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean the animation's pretty standard across this movie, Kelly.
1: <laughs> I have thoughts coming up. So anyway, on this walk, Eric tells Kim that he thinks it's cool that she fights crime. Me too. Which reassures her that not all, that not all guys are freaked out by it, which she was super worried about earlier. Then he asks her to prom and she's like, Oh, okay. Like, dang, she really is shocked.
0: Yeah, her response to being asked to prom is literally, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Here we go. Uh-oh. 41 minutes, 22 seconds. I physically gagged, Michael.
0: Oh, no. What was it?
1: While Ron is getting ready for prom with Rufus, there's a very poorly animated photo strip of Ron and Kim that looks nothing like the regular animation. It's like, you know, like basically what you're saying, like, oh, you like how there's like photos of them when they were younger on his treehouse. This is like one of those photo booth photos on his mirror. Ugh.
0: Yeah, no, Kelly, you're right. That is absolutely disgusting.
1: I am scared.
0: It is scary. It's not good. You got me there.
1: That photo scares me more than the entirety of the Quiet Place movie.
0: Oh, no. Wow. Maybe I understand why you don't like animation.
1: It literally makes me shiver. Oh, no. Anyway, so Ron is telling Rufus that Kim dating people is normal, but suddenly something is different. Actually, something has been there all along. Has she felt it too? Who knows <laughs> anxiety Aww.
0: maybe this is alluding to a future song
1: yeah, <laughs> like oh, he feels it
0: it's cute like
1: you 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 know, you you can tell it like, yeah, he likes her
0: oh yeah, for sure, but you it's can't probable. tell as if she does mm-hmm. She's a little clouded right now. She's got someone else on the brain.
1: Yeah, she keeps saying, like, I don't want to get stuck with Ron. Oh, come on. We cut to Eric picking up Kim from prom, and at first they try to treat her walk down the stairs as this super epic, like, she's going to the real ball moment, but then her twin brothers fly around her and kind of ruin the vibe. Like, it's super dramatic, and she's, like, like you see her feet first, then, like, slowly goes up, and it just, and then it messes up.
0: Yeah, great entrance. You're right. Very elegant And then ruined immediately.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, it's prompt time, and we throw back to Jesse McCartney's Get Your Shine On as it plays as Eric and Kim dance.
0: I love a casual Jesse McCartney in a movie, Kelly.
1: Really makes you happy.
0: Yeah, the music is almost enough to distract from the terrible dancing animations.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, Ron... He's actually not at prom, even though he just dressed up for it. He goes to Bueno Nacho to order some food instead. His friend and worker, Ned, is trying to tell him that something serious is going on. So- something serious is going on here, but Ron is too upset to notice.
0: How dense.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ned even writes evil in ketchup on his food, and Ron is too busy freaking out that there are no more bendy straws to notice that either.
0: I love Ron's freak out about bendy straws. It's one of those <laughs> things that stayed with me all these years.
1: <laughs> I remember also, that. Also, yeah.
0: I did make note of this as well. His total at the counter is $90. How much did Ron spend on these tacos?
1: That, they See the animation again? They're probably meant to be like $9.
0: <laughs> True. It was followed by four zeros.
1: Goodness. Ron calls Wade to transfer him to the new CEO so he can have a word with him. Because he's just so upset he wants to go straight to the top. And who picks up when he calls
0: Michael? The evil Dr. Draken, that's who picks up. A shock. Quite the shock. Like
1: I predicted earlier, it is none other than Dr. Draken himself.
0: My goodness.
1: And when I say I predicted, I mean when I was writing all this stuff, I did not remember what was happening. And actually predicted it like other plot points that I will get to later.
0: Yeah, I know how that goes. I never remember how these things turn out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I wonder how this will turn out. Oh.
0: <laughs> I was right.
1: I mean, I he said he bought a business earlier, so I was like, oh, okay. Well, has to be <laughs> Bueno Nacho. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if there was ever a business to take over the world, it would be Bueno Nacho.
1: So one of the new evil employees takes Ron. Well, so Ron calls on a payphone, and when he hears the voice, he's he doesn't say anything. He's just like, oh, crap. And one of the evil employees comes from behind and takes Ron's payphone and just hangs up for him. As a bunch of robotic El Diablo toys charge out of the store to Ron. And I remember being a bit scared of this when I was a kid. I was like, oh my gosh. All the little animations coming at me. That's terrifying.
0: Oh, horrifying. Absolutely horrifying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Scary.
0: I can get behind this fear.
1: Ron slowly rides away in his motor scooter because it's just, it's just, it's so slow, it's so old, he needs a new one.
0: Yeah, really, how are you gonna make a quick escape with that bad boy?
1: Meanwhile, Wade tries to call Kim to warn her, but Eric gets her to let it go to voicemail so they can enjoy their prom with no interruptions.
0: Uh, controlling alert?
1: Mm-hmm. When Ron finally makes it to the prom at the school gym, the Diablos hide so that Ron can look like an idiot in front of everyone. He tries to explain that Draken is the new Bueno Nacho owner, and Eric's not happy. Mm-mm. Ron and Kim leave prom to show Dr. Dad what what Wade found about the Diablo technology.
0: But good on Kim for believing her boy.
1: Yeah. And the Cybertronic technology stolen from him, so that's what he was kidnapped for, and he doesn't remember.
0: Aha. Uh-huh.
1: Draken wants to strike and needs Shigo to pick up something for him. Hmm. Something or someone, because he holds a framed Uh photo of Eric and Kim. Well, that's not creepy.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: I have this photo of my nemesis and her boyfriend.
0: He likes to keep tabs.
1: Okay, so I guess the cybertronic technology consists of a sound wave command signal, getting the little El Diablos to act like evil robots and grow dramatically in size. Sure, yeah. Yeah. It's like nanotech stuff. Kim's family helps Kim and Ron escape because anything is possible for a possible. Like you said in the summary.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Regular old catchphrase.
1: Yeah. Which is exactly why they are able to find the command signal so quickly at Bueno Nacho and get one of the giant Diablos to knock it over. Nice. Like just just like that.
0: Easy as pie.
1: Wade calls to tell them that it worked, but then Draca interrupts their fee to tell her they kidnapped Eric. So next, of course, Kim and Ron go to rescue Eric. Kim gets in a fight with Shigo. Typical. Love it. But now Kimmy got an upgrade with a super suit with, sh- with shield and glory power similar to Shigo's. Pretty cool stuff.
0: Yeah, regular old suit upgrade.
1: Yeah. So Shigo gets knocked out, and Eric just strolls on over. He hugs Kim and reveals to her that he's actually known as Syntho Drone number 901 and no. zaps him unconscious.
0: Top 10 Oof. anime betrayals, Kelly. <laughs>
1: Wow. I forgot at first that Eric was evil but I remembered about halfway through the movie and oof, oof.
0: I mean he kind of alluded to it earlier on when he went to pick up Kim from for, for prom because Kim's dad asked where his da- his parents were and he goes no it's just my dad and he's kind of busy he's working on it he has this new job or something like that and I was like ah it is Dr. Draken."
1: yeah I was just trying to remember how like how the movie played out and I was like oh wait a second Draken had that whole exhibit on the teenage mind and he was being all secretive for this reason.
0: There it is. Now we know. Yeah. He was evil. He was evil and a genius all along.
1: Yeah, I I remember being so shocked at that twist when I was a kid. (laughs) So betrayed. Anyway, so Ron goes to try to stop Eric, but Shigo knocks him up super easily.
0: Yeah. Like crazy easily.
1: Yeah, then Kim and Ron come to tied up to a bunch of Bueno Nacho stuff. Kim is incredibly upset, of course. She reveals she'd never even kissed Eric yet, which I find hard to believe because that montage went on pretty long.
0: Yeah, they were getting a little too close not to be smooching.
1: Yeah. Ron tries to cheer up Kim up this time and reassure her that there are plenty of guys out there who would like her. Then they remember Rufus is hiding in Ron's pocket and <laughs> he gets them out. Like, oh, hey, wait.
0: Once again, Rufus comes to save the day.
1: Cut to poorly animated shots all across the world of Giant El Diablo is taking over. Drakken admits to Shigo oh, no. that he found out Kim's weakness was boys. Then Kim and R- Ron run in. Kim starts mm-hmm. fighting Shigo, typical, and Ron goes for Eric, whose head turns a creepy way, because, again, he's a robot.
0: Dude, when he gets his neck snapped all the way back around his, his body, that was terrifying.
1: Yeah. Everyone conveniently takes their fight outside, where it is currently pouring and storming. Rufus bites Eric, causing him to shrivel up as his robot juice spills out, and Kim's EMP takes out the giant El Diablo command signal stopping Dra- stopping Draken's evil plans.
0: Nice. I never doubted them.
1: Yeah. And this is that you know, this is where, you know, Shiga has that bad fall. They had to like add in that scene of her getting <laughs> taken away. <laughs> and Also, something happened in the last few minutes, and now Kim happily grabs Ron's hand and says they have somewhere to be. Then they return to prom holding hands as Bonnie gasps and says, It finally happened! She's dating that loser! She laughs, but everyone else cheers.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it was a great moment. A touching song plays as they slow dance together, and I remember being so moved by this back in the day. Especially when they kiss.
0: I mean, Kelly, this just shows you anybody could be.
1: <laughs> as a big fan of the show, it is, it is something I've been waiting for for a long time. Just watching the standalone movie, like just watching the movie by itself, it seems more out of nowhere as far as Kim's feelings are. But there were definitely more buildup. There was definitely more buildup in the series because, like, the whole. The whole movie, she's like, I don't want to be with Ron. I don't want to be stuck with Ron. And,
0: but the chemistry, you know, like they, they just work.
1: I know. It's just like he had this whole like dialogue with the, uh, Rufus, where he's like, I've always liked her, and then she's just like with this guy, like stuck on this guy, and then they break up, and then she's immediately like rebounds to Ron.
0: Is Kim way is Kim way out of his league? Absolutely, but <laughs> like Kelly, love is love, all right. So if it works, it works.
1: I know. I'm just, I just mean, like, she literally just found out her boyfriend is a robot, and she's like, "All right, Ron, we yeah, can no, try you're right. now." It was
0: a rebound. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can try right now.
0: Let, let's just give this a go, real quick,
1: <laughs> in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but like the, watching the show, it, it it was more of build up in the movie. She, it was just like, oh, already. <laughs>
0: all right here we go
1: all right (laughs) and that's the movie what'd you think of it michael
0: what a fantastic movie kelly i mean it, it really was just just as good as i remember it being and i'm really glad we got a chance to go back to it um this was one of those shows so like i feel like i've had the opposite trajectory that you have as like when i was a kid animation just wasn't my jam it really just didn't click with me but now as an adult i i fully enjoy animation i'm beyond all that and kim possible was one of the ones that was hard for me to watch as a kid i still did i saw almost every episode of the show but it was hard for me to watch because something about kim possible's upper lip really bothered me because <laughs> it looked like she was walking around with a mustache all the time it just made me feel weird um yeah i can see that yeah but now that i've just like you know i i can watch something without being bothered by the the particular animation style like, it makes me want to go back and rewatch the the animated series. But the movie, I always enjoyed. Even when I wasn't watching the show, I would always keep the movie on if it was on. There's there's certain DCOMs that you do just kind of make the time in your day if it's on TV to watch. And Kim Possible always was one of those for me. Yeah. And once again, I just really want some bueno, uh, some bueno nacho. Like, it's just always been something I want.
1: I feel like, yeah, it'll be great for you.
0: When they built the Kim Possible experience at Epcot way back when, I remember holding out hope that that meant that they may open a little Bueno's Nachos stand. They never did. Bueno Nacho. Bueno Nacho. A little Bueno Nacho stand, but they never did. So, you know, I guess this will never happen. I'm sorry, bud. It's okay. They replaced it with Phineas and Ferb, which was cool because they put Perry all around the, the world um and now it's ducktales or at least it was ducktales until no yeah it is ducktales now which i'm also a huge fan of so that little pavilion let me tell you at epcot that is a star-studded pavilion all right
1: yeah i remember the Kim pool one and then the, the, the Phoenician and verb and i didn't i didn't realize it changed i mean i haven't been there in over a year now Yeah,
0: it has the ducktales one i don't think has opened yet um but it's always fun because when Kim Possible was the was the thing you used to get her little communicator thing which was awesome and then do, when do, 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 do. Yeah <laughs> exactly and then when um Phineas and Ferb took over you got Perry the Platypus's little communicator thing which is strikingly similar in my memory to the the Kim Possible one so maybe that was on purpose. Um so it'll be fun to see what they do with DuckTales. Cool. Anyway, this movie was great, Kelly. <laughs> what did you think? Uh uh
1: I mean, I did still love it. I still enjoyed it. Not, Unfortunately, not as much as I did when I was a kid. All oh, the poor animation really stands out to me now, and it did bother me a lot. A lot more than I mentioned in the pod.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Phineas and Fur bothered me significantly less because of the way it was drawn or animated or whatever. Like, yeah, the 3D animation. I don't know. It just wasn't as jarring. It had way more depth and layers, obviously, 3D. I mean, also like, how are you supposed to have Easter eggs if everything is just flat and not drawn out with like impossible? Yeah. How am I supposed to like look at the background and be like, "Oh, that's a reference from that"? No, they don't got that. They just have those really ugly like photos of them as kids that looks terrible. There's just so many things I saw that I have to make a TikTok of all the things that really creeped me out. So many things, more than I mentioned. Oh my gosh
0: yeah no i agree you know sometimes in the, the those background shots they're very poorly animated they're trying to save the money
1: yeah i i held back a lot of comments and try not to look in the background too much so it really got me
0: yeah it's for good measure
1: yeah but again i was really into impossible when i was little but like i guess when i got older i just never looked back i always appreciate it but didn't watch it again disney plus is still relatively new and when it came out, I was like, "All right, Lizzie McGuire." uh, I'm gonna watch like all these new stuff, like Marvel, Star Wars. I I watched all I watched all the Marvels. I watched all the Star Wars. I didn't like I didn't go back to everything. It's still so much.
0: You know what's funny? The first thing I watched on Disney Plus after it came out after I watched all of the the Muppets movies was the first season of Kim Possible.
1: Wow. I mean, the first thing I watched was Mandalorian episode one.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess that did launch day and date, didn't it?
1: I I tried to watch the first season because I was like, oh, we're going to do Kim Possible so- soon. Let me try to watch the, the, the season because I was able to do even Stevens and it was great. But I, I couldn't do it. Oh, I could not do it. That's <laughs> I not tried. Right. I see the animation for what it is now and it's just too old. I can't. Uh, It's, it's again, not the characters, just the background, the food, the houses. I can't do it. I mean, I loved this movie as a kid, and it really hit me in the feels when I was a kid. So I was super excited to do this again, but also nervous because I was really afraid that how much I hate animation now would, like, hinder my opinions of it. And if I just don't pay attention to the background too much, it's actually not that bad.
0: Good. And I'm glad the nostalgia was enough to get you through it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, oh, I'm supposed to be critical into this review, but uh, let me just... Not nah, focus on the background too much. I'll only make a few comments about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I still love Kip Possible. I still think it's a solid movie. It didn't touch me and make me feel the things in the same way I did when I was younger. I mean, the, the nostalgia hit me, but I was, I mean, yeah, sadly too distracted by the animation to get super emotional. Because, but like, I like, I pro, I think I cried when I watched this when I was a kid. I was like, oh my Aww. gosh, they kissed! Oh my gosh, it's ending. But I mean, I was nine. I loved it.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes in these movies I I tear up a little bit just because of the nostalgia surrounding it. I don't yeah. remember crying when this came out.
1: Oh, like I, like I like I had like a happy tear, not like No, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I I I know exactly what you mean. I just can't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, every once in a while I get a little teary eyed watching these these specific ones that were just so important when we were growing up. So I can feel that.
1: Yeah. If only they had a faithful live action that could really get me in the feels, but alas, that seems like it will never happen.
0: How great would it be if they brought back Christy Carlson Romano for a Kim Possible live action movie?
1: Oh, oh!
0: But no, loyalty doesn't exist in the world of Disney.
1: No. The Kim Possible live they action that we did trash. have, I tried to watch it. Uh, I was already annoyed within the first, like, 10 seconds, and I stopped watching it at three minutes
0: in. I refuse to give them the clicks. I mean, I, th- yeah, I,
1: I mean... They only got three minutes of me, and it was I'm standing in protest. Terrible three minutes, so bad.
0: Yeah, that's that's more seriously than I could do. bad. None of that, Kelly. Let's just remember the good one.
1: Yes, remember Kim Possible. So the drama. It's very, very short.
0: A brisk but enjoyable watch.
1: Yeah, only a little bit over an hour.
0: Any other thoughts on Kim Possible? So the drama, Kelly.
1: Watch that. Don't watch the live action.
0: <laughs> good tips.
1: All right, well, thanks everyone for tuning in. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. we us a so we can improve and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at E-com Central Pod. so feel free to follow us there. Where am I asking vaccinated? thanks.
0: Until our next mission, Kelly, just call me, beat me if you want to reach me, you know.